on this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast. It's our annual Nerd Ween show. Stay tuned for something scary. Lost time. Welcome back to the Nerd Brand Podcast. Today, we're talking about lost time. This episode brought to you by Michaela. Howdy. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I like how that kicked in. I just had this image of like you in a straw hat with a piece of straw out your mouth. Be like, what's up? Howdy. How you <laughs> doing, partner? Yeah, come on in. We're raising a barn today. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michaela came to me a while back. She said, hey, I got an idea for an episode. Uh, time management. So, Michaela, you want to read what you sent me? Because that's a direct quote from you. Yes, it was actually something over Slack, and I don't even know what the context was, but I think it was just something having to do with scheduling, and I was like, I don't mind doing that. Uh, But anyway, uh, I say that it's quite an analogy. Puzzles are all about aligning the pieces to see the full picture. Scheduling is the same. You're aligning yours and other people's schedules to get a... uh, to present a masterpiece. And what I meant by that was that time management and scheduling, it's like a puzzle. Like you eventually, whenever you get all the little pieces together as tedious, it could be like, say this person's schedule conflicts with the other person's schedule. You eventually get to that alignment and then you create the masterpiece. It could be like a Japanese garden puzzle or in this case, a Halloween puzzle. Like you eventually (laughs) get there and good outcomes come out after those meetings or uh, there's so many different purposes of meetings too. Like it's not, it could be just a one-to-one. It could be mm-hmm. like as minuscule as that, or trying to address a proposal with somebody close yeah. To business. Yeah. I mean, you got to know like what you're doing and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been only a couple of instances recently where like I live and die by my calendar. My calendar tells me when I need to be there and what is going to happen now, because I have to, there's so much going on. When I look at everything that I have in my schedule, I have at least uh, two contacts that are new a week that I try to make. And um, I was talking with uh, Nick Shepard, who was on our show a couple, uh, you know, by the time this episode comes out, maybe two episodes ago. Um, And he was like telling me how many cold calls he's got to make and how many walk-ins he's got to do. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't. That's what scares me. Like, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be in the theme of the show. Um, but yeah, I hate cold calling. I was like, you got to make that many. I won't say what it is because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but or how many, but it was so many, like mm-hmm. as many, it's just so many. And I just don't know if I could just pick up the phone and take that rejection that many times in a week. Just, my self-esteem would just be down the toilet by Friday. I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. Everybody would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, okay, we get a root beer. <laughs> Cause I don't drink. And that's not a, there's nothing like nothing reason behind that. I just don't like <laughs> the taste, but man, you give me an A&W or Barks root beer. I'm, I'm there and it kind of like helps me comfort. Uh, anyhow, back on the topic. Uh, what's the biggest waste of time, Michaela, you've ever experienced? <sighs> well, I mean, <laughs> Take your pick for real though. So last weekend I was supposed to go to a wedding and I was like, I don't have a new dress. So and I had a nice gift card from a family member for Macy's. 
So I was like, oh, let's go to Macy's and find out. And I was there a couple days beforehand, but I didn't quite see anything that I liked. So I went back and I spent two hours trying to find something that I found online that didn't even exist in the department store. Huh. And I was like, this is the biggest waste of time ever. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I'm non, a, in a non-professional way. I got some yeah. other ones for work too. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, yeah, I've, I've got quite a few over the years. Um, you know, time gets wasted so easily, so quickly, and you don't realize that it's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's, if you don't have a calendar, if you don't have any kind of process or system mm-hmm. to manage your time, then you're incredibly at a deficiency that, you don't realize that will impact you financially in such a dangerous way. That's what should scare you. Hence, you know, this being the nerd episode and tying this in is like businesses have to understand time is money. It's still not changed mm-hmm. after all these years. It's still the same. I think it also just plays a lot of mental health factors too, because mm-hmm. if you just keep his procrastination is a thing mm-hmm. that goes hand in hand or not, that does not go hand in hand, but it, it severely conflicts with time management as we know, but with me, like if I put something off, I like, okay, when, when, when are we going to get back to this though? Like yeah, yeah. I have to ask myself that question so I don't be negligent with it and procrastinate it even further. Um, do you procrastinate up until the point that it needs to get done and then you hurry, hurry and do it? Cause some mm-hmm. people, some people just get off on that. I know like myself, sometimes I can get that way. I'll look at a thing and it's like, oh, let's do October 3rd. And I'm like, Oh, it's the first. I got time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other people would be like, what? Well, see, since a lot of my stuff is like review and turnaround and mm-hmm. delivering back to the client, like I want to make sure that I review it in a timely fashion and then John gets eyes on it. And then if there's any revisions that need to be updated, because sometimes there's some grammatical things that I catch because I'm, I'm a little grammar Nazi. Um <laughs> And then I pass it back to Mitch or whoever it needs to go to. And then I try to save that time so it can go back to the client by that due yeah, date. Yeah. If not a day or two after that. Yeah. It's good to know and reveal in the middle of a podcast episode that I have two people on staff that are grammar Nazis. I can't, you know, you and John, I swear to God, like nobody's reading that in depth on the proposal. They're just looking at the price and what we're doing. I swear. I promise. <laughs> but it's, it's good to have people on staff that actually care and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but you know, I think that probably is the double edged sword is because you care so much, you can end up wasting time. Because it's not efficient. Mm-hmm. That's with with emails with me. I always want to make sure that I don't deliver a negative tone or a or anything like that. Anything that would be perceived as uh, negative. I just would be like, uh, okay, how do I phrase it? Especially if it's something to not that's that cannot be delivered lightly. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad news. I'm like, ah, how do I do this so that takes up some time. I have to think about how I want to articulate it, especially through digital, because a tone can be mm-hmm. uh, perceived in so many different aspects over a device rather I, than in an in-person conversation. I struggle with that. I have a message now that I'm working on that I probably should have sent out a week ago. And they've already said, Hey, have you had time to look at this and think about it? And I'm just like trying not to be mean because I'm not being mean. I'm mm-hmm. being very strategic about, if that's a fit and it's not a fit, but what I'm going to say is going to sound like, you know, your baby's ugly or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not the guy that usually writes those and you and John are busy, so I'm not going to give it to you. And then Mitch, 
Well, Mitch would come up with an axiom, and I'm like, I gotta explain that a little bit more than just a phrase. <laughs> I can't, I can't say pretty easy, smart as hard. Bye. <laughs> Mitch just delivers some sort of philosophy of the day. <laughs> yeah, Mitch in our outfit, he's very philosoph- philosophical and will pontificate and tell you these things, and it carries the conversation along really well. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, okay, we all learned a thing, right? What are we gonna do with it? I got to have homework. I got to know what's kind of in, like, mm-hmm. what's the... And then John's, like, making a to-do list in the middle of that, and mm-hmm. that philosophy is probably not the to-do list he needs to make. So John gets annoyed, I think, because he's like, I kind of want to know, like, call me into the meeting after Mitch has done that, and then I can go in and make the tactics. And then, mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of got their thing that they feel that... Um, I think that we've kind of, as an organization, that we don't look at it, at it that way, where we're like, oh, that's a waste of time. Call me when Mitch is done. You know, it's <laughs> not what I'm saying. Um, we do this because it actually, we've all gotten really good together on how to shape the the hour that we have with someone in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking with someone and they, you know, they're struggling and, uh, they, they brought their books and we looked at their budget. We have to, we look at like, even like, what are you paying for a lease? And what are you paying for, uh, employees? Like you just pull up QuickBooks. And we went over that. And that's very odd for an agency to do that because we've said before, uh, we sit really right beside the business strategy. We're not, we're not like not picking on marketing or saying marketing is bad or marketing is wrong. Marketing is absolutely necessary. But it's early in the process if the business strategy doesn't have the finances ready to understand what they're going to do. And branding is writing the message that goes on the ads, on the website. It it works with the photographers to have the right picture that has the right colors, the right feel that will convey the message you want to to evoke a action from someone. That's what I'm that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That takes time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Michaela's responsible for coordinating that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I got to put the puzzle together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, who's the photographer? Oh, oh, okay. That one. All right. Let's talk about that one. And then she'll go, like, oh, okay, that one. So it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like project management, but it's not. That's like pre, you know, project management is like we're doing it. And that's kind of like everybody kind of pitches in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it can be scary if you don't know what the crap is going on or where you're supposed to be and what time it is and all mm-hmm. that. So I too rely on my calendar heavily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, John and I, we're thankful that you were, able, you were able to do that very early into the organization because not because we're like looking at it going like, where's she at? Where's she at? She's not paid by the hour, but where's she at? You know, we're not like that. We're just like, Hmm, she'd be really good in that meeting to have her sitting next to me to be able to help, you know, move along. And, and ah, crap, she's busy. I'm so you glad know. you're not my friends who, the, the Find My Friends app on Apple. <laughs> my friends would be like, what are you doing there? And I'm like, stop, look, stop stalking me. That is, uh, that's a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll never, that's weird. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah, like my, <laughs> they'll, like, they'll tell on themselves too. They'll be like, so yeah, I was looking at your phone, or not your phone, I was looking at your location and I was like, oh, wonder what she's doing they saw like oh you were at a uh, gersel's or you were at um someone's house you and just I was send like, a text message and say hey what you doing yeah like you can talk to me like yeah i had a friend off topic i had a friend the other day who was like she's like i feel kind of lonely i'm like well if you feel lonely like let me let me know i'm yeah. like i've been at my mom's all week i'm lonely too i can use yeah. someone to hang out with so yeah. like 
point of the thing is, is like, if you ever feel lonely, like don't wait for people to come to you. The fish aren't going to come to you. You got to like reel that puppy in. That huh. kind of I wonder if I'm good with analogies. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're getting, re- you're getting really, you're getting I'm becoming s- you. You're getting scared. Just, oh God, don't <laughs> you really don't. That's uh that, but that's a really good one. That's like, <laughs> we have a, we have a studio audience member and he's giggling right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a really good analogy. Cause I think a lot of places act like that. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. <laughs> many, many, I'll say churches, uh, would just like have this mentality, like we got sign out front, y'all come in pew number four, you know? And it's just like, that's not, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like advertising. Yeah. Like you need to, not everyone is going to come to you or you can't have those expectations that everyone's going to know what your needs are or how you're feeling. Like mm-hmm. you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And it's like the digital ads or, um, keeping a polished website up to yeah. date. Yeah. And it's okay to put like a, um, it's been a while since I've had to use this language of tag modifier in, in search ads where you would say like, you know, free 30 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Or you would say like 20% off. You'd actually put that into the search ad, the copy, mm-hmm. which people don't know. A lot of people take a DIY approach at Google ads and it's so freaking funny because they learn sadly the hard way that you don't know what you're doing. And that's like it, a dumpster fire. Like. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've, we've turned around for somebody that was spending 20 grand on ads into eight and then they're actually now making money on that. And it's like, it could get that bad because you don't know it because you're just doing an ads and you're just thinking, oh, somebody's going to see it and click. And it's like, no, not really. You don't really have an audience built. You don't have this. There's so many pieces and mechanisms, but the copy is what's going to grab the attention in that seven tenths of a second. Savannah Cherry was at Startup Week and she was the one that presented on the panel that we have less of an attention span than a hummingbird or mockingbird or something. And she was like, they have an eight tenths of a second and we have seven tenths. So it's like, and it just gets smaller and smaller thanks to TikTok. So it's like, what do you want to say and what do you want to show? And what do you like the other day we met with somebody and they were saying, uh, well, I know I need to present myself in a certain way. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with how he's presenting himself. So he's like, he's generation X and um, he kind of looks like the profession that he's in and the way he dresses. Mm-hmm. Totally typical. Not talking about you, Chris. <laughs> Anywho's, so I was like, well, yeah, we could probably deal with that from your brand, from the way your shirt's embroidered and, and the color of the shirt that it's on. Not talking about you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I keep looking at him like... Yeah, it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> you can clearly make out the logo on his shirt. Um, but, you know, there was that aspect, but then they were like, uh, like the last episode we had with Chris... Uh, was that, you know, oh, I want to sell to millennials. I'm like, okay, great. 80 million of them or whatever it was. Like, You, gotta you know be- what a, a shower thought I just had? <laughs> what? And I don't know why. I'm, I was just thinking of it now. So you have your Gen X uh-huh. and your millennials. Yeah. Then your Gen Zs. Yeah. Where's the Gen Y? Well, and that's the thing. They kind of <laughs> disappeared. Uh, you know, they, they did. I, I thought they were kind of in between X and millennial, and then they were in between millennial and mm-hmm. Z. I, I don't know. I mean... They just forget the alphabet and like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. What's the, and we don't know yet. There's the generation that's after yours that hasn't been really defined. <laughs> Gen double A. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got to start over. It's like the Starship Enterprise. It's like NCC 1701 A, B, C, D. But you know, <laughs> I mean, like, really, can't we just leave the thing, the thing? <laughs> yeah. So you're Googling what Gen Y is? Oh, really? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, it wasn't cool enough. Didn't sound. Didn't have a. Didn't come off the tongue as quick as Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. Y two K. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, anyways, not sure y'all heard that little tidbit, but uh, apparently that uh, Gen Y was just. There you go, Michaela. It wasn't popular. <laughs> well, Lottie da. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of funny doing this Nerdween episode. You got like the Edgar Allan Poe pulled out. What What are you doing? What's this? So I, I don't know. I just thought it would be a fun impromptu. Okay. Uh, they have this lovely bookshelf here at the root in the nest, and I was doing some searching, and I saw the complete tales and poems by Edgar Allan Poe, and I saw. I remember reading the Telltale Heart whenever I was. In high school, I'm trying to remember where it is. Eh. It's a thick book, by the way. It is. I'm like, uh, hmm. Well, while Michaela's looking that up, (laughs) uh, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to say, by the way, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you can check us out at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast. I also keep forgetting, too, to mention that there is nerdbrandpodcast.com, and that will take you to the same destination. Um, and you can subscribe on several things. We don't put YouTube videos out anymore because, well, you know, Jason's lazy and I can only handle audio and so much in the studio at once. And plus also we weren't seeing too much response on YouTube's cause that's a really hard channel, but we are looking forward to getting back to that. So you will see us as we're recording with the microphones and all the fun stuff in the future, hopefully soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Also stay tuned for we are working on building a live studio audience show that's going to be coming up. We hope either later this year or next year. It kind of depends on how we can shape the venue that we're going to be at to pull that off because we've had an overwhelming amount of interest on that, surprisingly. And, um, you know, we could fit four people in here to watch, but looking at the layout, and yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> I think we got seven. <laughs> like, uh, that's an OSHA violation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you find it? I think I found two paragraphs that I could read that are kind of right. spooky for the theme for All the right. day. Go for it. Beneath the pressure of torments such as these, the feeble remnant of the good within me succumbed. Evil thoughts became my sole intimates. The darkest and most evil of thoughts, the moodiest... <laughs> the booniness of my usual temper increased to hatred of all things and of all mankind, while from the sudden, frequent, and ungovernable outbursts of a fury to which I had now blindly abandoned myself, my uncomplaining wife, alas, was the most usual and the most patient of sufferers. One day she accompanied me upon some household errand into the cellar of the old building which our poverty compelled us to inhabit. The cat followed madness, uplifting an axe and forgetting in my wrath the childish dread which had hitherto stayed my hand. I aimed a blow at the animal, which of course was arrested by the hand of my wife. Goaded by the interference into a rage more demonical, I withdrew my arm from her grasp and buried the axe in her brain. She fell dead upon the spot without a groan. Well, okay. Well, there you go. And uh, we'll leave it on that uplifting note. (laughs) Was that too much? Uh, It was a little much. (laughs) We can always cut it out. (laughs) Yeah. No, that stays. So, everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. And remember, keep your nerve brain strong.